Say it with me. Flip the script. And um, today we're going to kick it off. Today we're just going to jump in. And essentially it's a look at the first five chapters of the book of Acts where the church are under pressure. They, they're taking strain. They, they've just come out of a whole bunch of stuff. And God's got a big story for them. And we want to preach a series, Flip the Script, because in 2021, I don't know about you, but I speak to people, I watch online, and a whole bunch of people, it's like the script's already been written. So the script's been written. Corona, it will determine everything. Vaccines will make this year and determine our freedoms. And only when I get the shot, will I get it? Or will I get the shot or won't I? It's going to be this tough year. The script is written. Yeah. It's going to be a horror story. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to have economic and financial challenges. So why dream? Maybe that's your question. Why dream? I'll save dreaming for 2022. I'll do some New Year's resolutions on the 31st of 2021. Why plan? It's a comedy act. We're going to plan, and next week it's going to change. We're going to have a family meeting with President Ramaphosa, and something will change. But I want to tell you, I think 2021 could be an epic. I think when we believe in Jesus and the gospel, we can flip the script. And we want to preach that this week. Don't go searching for those words in the Bible. You won't find them. We're putting words to the story and the big story of the gospel. So what do I mean? Just to put in context, the three gentlemen you see before, we enjoy the game of golf. It will be the goal, game of heaven. We, so that's why I'm not saying you should play, just it will be. And um, But you, Gabe, you know, when you're watching golf, you've stayed up late, you're watching, and the overnight leader from the third night was leading by like seven shots. He's well out ahead. You know that story, Gabe. I mean, you've I never been there yourself. I've but, watched um, a lot of it, yeah. Yes, you, you know. I mean, and, um, and he's out there, and the script is written, day four is easy. It's just going to dominate day four, right now. And, and, and yet you see someone start coming through. They, they get a birdie. They get an eagle. A ball just drops from nowhere, and the, the leader starts shaking his hands. He starts sweating. And the script is written, the most anxious guy in the whole place is not the guy who's leading. It's not the guy. It's the trophy engraver because yep, he's been on. sitting there waiting. He just wants to go. The name should be Dustin Johnson. He's like practicing on paper. Yeah. Dustin Johnson. He just got it waxed because he got, only got one shot. And then here comes Tiger. And he's like, now he's practicing Tiger. But then he's practicing Dustin Johnson. It's, it's amazing. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah. The, the script flips. It's, I was watching a series the other night. I'm not going to say what because Christians have views, but it's just PG-16. Not bad. Not the bad stuff. Here we go. And... Um, this king leads his army into battle, and everyone's like, yeah, he's the hero king. He's that victory of the victory. He's this legend out there, and he gets slain in the middle of the battle, and the battle stops because this is such a momentous occasion. And you see the one army who's slain the king retreating and going, we're going to finish this tomorrow. Their, their story's done. He's on the battlefield, sword through his chest, and they carry him off. And they go home and they're celebrating. The script's written. They are winning tomorrow. They're just going to clean up the scraps. Will the other guys even pitch? You know, that's what they say. Will they even pitch? The script's written. And yet, they, you see a shot later. The series comes back on. And, and there's the king. He's dying. His wounds are killing him. And he asks the person. He says, can you put my armor on for me one more time? And they put him back on the horse. And the next morning, he rides out. And the disbelief of the enemy that was attacking, the ones who had written the script, they were the victors in the script already written, lose such courage. They lose such courage for the battle. This king rides out and yes, he ends up dying, but the battle is won for, the, for his side. And I want to tell you, there's these opportunities and possibilities to flip the script. Let's look at the Bible. Let's look at the gospel. Before Christ, there was a broken world and the script was written, holy God wipes out sinful people and starts again. I don't know, could that have been the script? What do you say, guys in the van? That could have been the script. It's like, holy God, let's do it again. We created it once, let's do it again. We'll do it better. 
But that wasn't the script. God says, I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to send Jesus. So Jesus comes, and, and, and Jesus comes, but He dies on the cross. And the script is written again, another promising Savior falls. Another promising Savior falls. Another one who put his hand up and said, I'm the guy. I'm the prophecies. I'm all of it. And Jesus flips the script. When he raises from that cross, he raises from the dead, comes out of that tomb. He flips the script again. It says there's hope, there's life, there's possibilities. God is not done. What about the disciples? Their script was written. They were Jesus. I just saw the headlines. Jesus' disciples like all the others. As Jesus dies on the cross, they run. They hide. They, they, they forfeit the privileges of confidence and courage, and they step into a place of no witness. And this is how the book of Acts starts. We see the end of the Gospels. All the Gospels end with the same narrative. The disciples are hiding out. They're waiting for something to happen, but they go back to what they knew. Simon Peter went back to fishing. He wasn't even catching much. He wasn't even a good fisherman anymore. But this is how John 20 brings the book of John and, and takes the gospel narrative to the end there. It says in verse 19, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he'd said this, he showed them his hands and feet. The disciples were overjoyed with the, what they saw when they saw the Lord. So here's what's happening. These are God's guys. I mean, these are Jesus' guys. This is his team. He chose. They've seen him die on the cross. They haven't seen his resurrected form. They remember all the promises, but they're lacking faith. They're lacking courage, and they're hiding behind locked doors from the Jews. The very story that Jesus came to bring life and truth, they're hiding together. They're like, having, let's have a prayer meeting, but let's lock the doors just in case the Jews come. And Jesus says, you can lock the doors, but you can't keep me out. I want to tell you, maybe you've got doors knocking in your life, and it might just be Jesus at the door. But Jesus appears and flips the script. And I would imagine their fear of the Jews all of a sudden becomes fear of Jesus. Why? Because they betrayed him. They denied him. They left him. And yet in an instant, Jesus says, I haven't got time for that stuff. Fear, peace be with you. Let's move on. Let's flip the script. Let's change the game. The gospel's bigger. The gospel's greater. The Father's story is mightier. And it's pulling us into something more. See, there's a twist coming. So Acts 1 starts and we see Jesus preaching for 40 days. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. Who what's this about? He's seated on his throne. He's pulling them into a bigger story. But they're still the same dudes who denied him. They, nothing's changed. They just got more knowledge. Okay, the kingdom of God. 40 days. You imagine the guys taking notes. Luke, the doctor, just seriously taking notes. Just for days. The other dudes just sitting there like Simon. Like, what? This is a lot. This is a lot. Um, I want to go fishing. No, nope. kingdom of God. And... Um, the book of Acts is this incredible story about the church, about God getting inspired. If you take the book of Acts out, honestly, it's like a child without, who's just lost their two front teeth. My boy Daniel, he's watching this morning, he's just lost both of his front teeth. He looks so cute, it is frightening. And uh, I love to try and ask him, say, she sells seashells on the seashore. But I got it, I almost got it. But, but it's like, if, it's taking book of Acts out, you've got the end of the Gospels, and at the end of the Gospels, you've got, God's people a little bit nowhere. They're a little bit in random. And then you jump to Romans without Acts. And you've got this guy who's not even mentioned the Gospels yeah. named Paul saying, come, let's take the Gospels to the ends of the earth. And something had happened. Yeah. So something had changed. Something had shifted. The script had changed. And you've got to get that in the book of Acts. So we're going to jump into the book of Acts for the first few chapters this morning. And I am pumped. 
So here's what happens. And, and, and I want to tell you how the book of Acts ends. Because it starts with these wimpish dudes who've denied Christ and Jesus teaches them. But they're still those guys. Okay, okay. And then Jesus goes and he's ascended to his throne. You can just imagine, ah, here we go again. Like they're just exacerbated. They don't know what to do. They want to go fishing again. But later in Acts 17, we encounter the disciples of Jesus. And a very different story. It says this. In verse 5 of Acts 17, the Jews, however, became jealous. The Jews were jealous. Why were they jealous? With their healings and there were salvations and they had followers and the gospel was starting to reach out. Then it says this, so they brought in some troublemakers from the marketplace, formed a mob and sent the city into an uproar. They raided Jason's house, he's a disciple, in search of Paul and Silas, hoping to bring them out to the people. But when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some other brothers before the city officials shouting, these men who have turned the world upside down now have come here. These disciples who were wimps and poops at best have become men who turned the world upside down. I'm telling you, church, it's time with the gospel in our hands and the Spirit of God burning a fire inside of our souls to turn the world upside down, to stop hiding behind doors of fear, to stop hiding away from the scripts that have been written and step into. And I love Jason's response. What does he say? He says, and Jason welcomed them into his home. He didn't put the extra lock on the door. He didn't start shundying. Jesus, where are you? just says, hey, I'm a disciple of Jesus. Come. Something's happened. I mean, something has changed. And Luke gives us a clue in verse, in the Gospels, which is like volume one, and Luke writes his, his book of the Gospels. And it's this presentation of what Jesus was doing and teaching. And then Acts is like, well, what happens? Well, Jesus imparts that with power into a people. And he says, I want you to step up. You see, it doesn't matter where we start. It matters that we also have the ability to turn the script to turn the world upside down and flip the script. So I want to speak today about the game changer. Just a few more minutes. Have you got a few more minutes with me? The game changer. So I've introduced the series. Say it with me. Flip the switch. Ah! Flip the script. I was testing you and you all got it wrong. I heard you at home. Say flip, flip. The, the script. script. <laughs> so I don't know if you've got, I've got kids who like to play games. And the way we, when they play the games, they get different levels. You'll realize this when your kids get a little old. You'll get there. You'll get there. Um, and, and so what they do is they play the game, but eventually they come up with this enemy in the game they can't defeat because they don't have the power for it that you've been there. Okay. So what you do is you build up credits by just playing that guy again and again and losing again and again. But you just spend your day on the game playing and playing and playing. Until you get enough credits, and then you get this power that gets given to you, and you can defeat that enemy and move on. The problem is, that's not the real world. You get sorted by that enemy in the real world. And yet, we still need the power to defeat enemies. I want to read from Acts chapter 2. As we see in Acts chapter 1, Jesus teaches about the kingdom of God for 40 days, and then they replace Judas. Really important job, that. And then Acts chapter 2, I want to read from verse 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment. Good word, Wayne. Bewilderment. Because each one had heard their own language being spoken. 
utterly amazed. They asked, aren't these, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, gee, those are interesting places, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our tongues, amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Can we say amen to them? So three simple encouragements this morning. From this amazing scripture as we look at flipping the script and how God did in the book of Acts and he still wants to do it with you and I at this time first of all get plugged in sounds simple and I know my titles and lines have been simple I'm trying to get you to remember them get plugged in it says this in Acts chapter 1 verse 4 on one occasion while he was eating with them Jesus he gave them this command say come on we don't like commands do we in our world of 2020 we don't like commands no one likes commands don't go on the beach it's a command just saying i don't have to like it i don't like it but it is a command do not leave jerusalem but wait for the the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak of it but wait it's a command don't leave wait because there's a gift coming i must have read this a thousand times you know what the challenge is we forget and we remember that one time that God preached, we forget that the Holy Spirit is essential. You want essential services for the believer. It's the Holy Spirit. There's no spiritual life. There's no powerful life. There's no transformation of culture and context and city and nation without believers being full of the Spirit of God. And we're reminded of the why. Acts 1 verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And the Holy Spirit comes on you. Not near you or around you or on someone else or at an event you were at or beside you or above you comes on you. See, Jesus knew this. We needed way more than just knowledge. We needed way more than just being in a room where Jesus was. We needed way more just the rebukes and the challenges and the Christian principles. He knew we needed this gift, this power. This ability to change and flip the script. This ability to step into environments and see the kingdom of heaven come. To see more of heaven invade. When we walk into the room of people who are navigating divorces and brokenness and ruptured relationships and dead, dying physical bodies. We need to have a power that can change the game. And we don't have it in ourselves. We have to wait. So we get this command. Get plugged in. Wait. I don't know about you, but I'm not good at waiting. I'm not good at waiting. And even in times like Corona times, I start taking more in my hands and I say, I stop doing what the Bible commands, wait for the gift. When last did you wait for God? My church didn't start on time today. When last did you wait for God? God, the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit. Acknowledging 
the Holy Spirit as a person to be loved, to be worshipped, to be adored at this time. Second, this simple, get activated. Get plugged in, get activated by the Holy Spirit. You see, a believer, without the activation of the Holy Spirit in their lives, not just a knowledge of the Holy Spirit, it's like a cell phone without a SIM card. It's got all the functions, but it can do nothing. You can't contact anyone. You, you can't do anything. Look at my fancy cell phone. Take selfies. You can do that. You can't send it to anyone. As they say in the classics, what's the point? Anyway, I get says this, suddenly like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire and separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues and Spirit enabled them. Why? Why were they speaking in tongues? What were they empowered for? I don't think it was so that people would be entertained. Oh, that's my language. I don't think it was this context. I think God wanted to show that He is God. Yes. And He can do what He wants to do. And if it's speaking in tongues, He's going to make you speak in tongues. You don't understand. So someone else can get healed and whole. So I don't have time to speak about tongues and teach you about tongues. But ask me a few questions. Or let me just ask myself. I, 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 do I personally pray in tongues? Yes. Have I had interpretations? Yes, but not many. Do I do it a lot in public? No, I do it a lot more in private, but I will pray in tongues if God calls. Do I want and believe every believer to pray in tongues and believe they can? Yes, I do. I don't believe it's an exclusive gift. But more importantly, do I believe that God wants to fill every believer with power? Say power. Power. Say power. Power. With power for the mission. There's no point going on a mission unless you've got power behind you. And the only way that God does this is by filling us with the Spirit of God and activating our lives and bringing us alive. And if it means tongues of fire, it sounds weird. But you know what? God is God and He can do what He wants. Even if you keep the door locked, He can just pitch up. I mean, He can take a spiritual wimp like Simon Peter into a world changer. I want to talk you quickly through his story because I think it's awesome. He's this wimp and in Matthew 26, he, he's, he's sitting outside in the courtyard and a servant girl comes to him and says, aren't you one of his disciples? Like, no, what are you talking about? And he walks off. Another young lady comes and says, aren't you, weren't you with him? No. What, what are you talking about? And then he carries on and then he denies Christ again a third time. He's fearful of a little servant girl. He's been Jesus' right hand man. He walks on water. Look at me. He's the guy who saw miracle of the miracle. He saw the dead girl raised. He, he saw the miracles, and yet now he is fearful of a little girl. Fast forward, Spirit of God invades that room, fills tongues of fire upon their head. And what happens? God takes a wimp and pulls him into this guy. Then Peter stood up. Say stood up. Stood up. See, 2021 is the time for believers to stand up in generosity, in, in speaking life to our nation, in declaring truth into broken situations, in breaking down brokenness and bringing life and building up. It's time for believers to stand up. And Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain to you. Listen carefully to what I say. And the end result, 3,000 people get saved. This guy who was hiding behind a door from some Jews now stands and just tunes. Hey, Jews, you need Jesus. And 3,000 people get saved. Never before had they seen such an incredible supernatural salvation call. See, God wants to amaze the world. I love it. It says they were utterly amazed. See, let's flip the script. See, Peter, let's go on that journey from wimp to wonder. To wonder. 
from betrayer to baptizer. He baptized all those guys from, I like this one, from poop to preacher. Uh, from, uh, from powerless to powerful, from coward to courageous, from a fisherman sitting on a beach catching nothing, to fisherman, fisher of men, and 3,000 get saved. Why? Why? Because of the activation of the Spirit of God. Everything that was inside of him, the preachers, he preaches the greatest gospel message we hear there on that beach, and 3,000 get saved. Flip the script. And lastly, when the church wants back into a building, the Holy Spirit comes and empowers us to get out. And here's the one I want you to get. The Spirit of God comes not to get us in a room so we can be together and, and just enjoy the presence of God. That's awesome, and I love that, and I've done that many, many times. But the Spirit of God comes and reminds us there's a big, big mission of people out there, and they need life of God, and they need to be engaged by God, and they need anointed hands to be laid on them, and they need words and mouths anointed with the Spirit of God and activated deep inside to speak truth into the lies that are lying to them so that marriages can be healed and bodies can be healed and businesses can find courage to navigate tough seasons and put their trust in God. And I've got no problem with us desiring to be together as a church. I just don't want it to be the script. If the only thing becomes the script, the church fought for 2021 to get back in a building. And we won. We got back in a building. I think what a waste of a script. What about we get on with the mission of God and see salvation come. Give our energies and time to fixing our times, engaging Jesus and seeing miracles. How will we flip the script in 2021? By going. Oh, Mark, I can't go into rooms. You can pick up a phone. You can write letters. This was a letter. This was a letter. Uh, Philippians was a letter. Ephesians was a letter. All these letters written. Romans was a write letters with anointed hands and anointed hearts and the Spirit of God flowing through. And you will see miracles. How will we flip the script in 2021? Well, be devoted to the right things. I love it, Acts 2, and I preach the whole series. They devoted themselves. Let's devote ourselves to the presence of God. Let's devote ourselves to the things and the things that give us strength. I'm telling you, we think the things that give us strength are going to gym and eating protein shakes, and I like all that stuff. I think it gives me strength, spending time in the presence of God and saying, Holy Spirit, show me the Father. Holy Spirit, show me the Son. Holy Spirit, open up my eyes to see that the script that is lying before me is not the one written in the Lamb's book of life that declares life to my broken story and situation. And only God can open our eyes to that. Let's flip the script. Let's change the narrative. Let's speak life when everyone else is declaring death into dying situations. Let's give when everyone else is taking. And let's love when everyone else is hating. And let's go when everyone else is hiding behind locked doors. Why? Because we are the church. We are the, the disciples of Jesus. We are the continuation of the book of Acts. We have the same spirit. And yes, maybe fear has been at your door and kept the door latched, but God wants to unlock you. Why? Because when we are filled, and by filled, I don't mean topped up and void up so we feel better. I'm talking about being filled by the Spirit of God, the promised Holy Spirit, the gift that He gives. I promise you, the script changes. We flip the script. Get plugged into that power. Get activated and get out. Yes, sounds like you've got to do some things. You've got to do some things. You've got to get before God and wait in Him. You've got to trust Him to activate. And you've got to get out. And you'll see intervention of God. I need to close this morning, but I want to do that. I don't want to do that without praying for people to encounter God and to receive the promised Holy Spirit this way. It doesn't matter we're not in the room together. It matters your appetite, your hunger. It matters. Do you want to see miracles? 
Do you want to see miracles? Do you want to see stories change? Do you want to see your story change? And do you want to see the people around you change? Do you want to hand, lay hands on the sick and see them raised from the dead? Do you want to see marriages, see life that have only seen death and are ready to sign divorce documents? Do you want to see businesses come alive because the grace of God is in that space and God speaks? I want to see these things. And I am excited this morning. And I know the only way to flip the script and Acts 2 tells us is to receive the Spirit of God fully. Not just accept that the Spirit of God is the third person, the awkward third person on the side of the Trinity. is like, oh, how's it guy? Father. So, uh, uh. Now we do that too often and I'm telling you, it disempowers the church. It keeps us hidden behind doors of fear and doesn't release us into the mission and the mandate of God. And at these times, I'm telling you, Gabe keeps telling us that, that quote of, it's time to, to plunder hell and populate heaven. Oh, Mark, that's some old school evangelist thinking. I've never changed. I want to see all my friends and every person I love and every person I engage in heaven. I want to populate heaven. The only way I'm going to be a part of that story is being fueled by the fire of heaven. So right now, can you close your eyes? I don't know about you and how you start a relationship, but for me, it's quite simple. You've got to acknowledge someone. Too much of the church have known about the Holy Spirit, but never acknowledged Him. Right now, if you're saying, God, I need you to fill me. I don't need you to top me up. I need you to fill me. Spirit of God, will you come? Will you just say this? Hello, Holy Spirit. Now, let's say it like we're welcoming someone deep into our hearts. Hello, Holy Spirit. Will you fill me this morning? Spirit of God, I pray, will you come upon your people now? You are the promised one. And I can talk about your attributes for days, but I want to know your person. I myself repent of losing focus at times and not running to the source of power. But I come this morning, I say, God, I want to see the script flipped. I want to see 2021 in power. I want to see people healed. And I need you, Spirit of God. I need to be full of you, Spirit of God. I need to be overflowing with your presence in my life. I pray, Spirit of God, come upon every person this morning, every person with hunger and thirst, every person who's desiring to see miracles. Come upon your people now. Will you say that? again with me. Hello, Holy Spirit. Will you fill me now? Will you fill me now? Will you fill your people now, God? Fill them with power. Fill them with power. Fill your people with power, Lord, for the ends of the earth. Fill your people for Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Fill your people for the broken. Fill your people full of passions and desires. Fill your people. Spirit of God. Fill your people, Holy Spirit.